All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this episode of Warrior Week Parables from the Pit. My guest with me, Jason. Jason Keller from Atlanta. Welcome. Thanks, Coach. Uh, my Half of my face is currently numb. Um, <laughs> coming from the dentist, I did not anticipate being numb, so I'm still numb, so bear with me if, if this may sound strange. Perfect. All right. So... Gentlemen, sit down, relax, and enjoy this episode of Parables from the Pit. All right, all right. Jason, graduate of Worry Week 52. Yeah. We and I were just talking about in the gym exactly six months ago. Today. Six months ago today. Okay, take me back. Take me back six months ago from today. Uh, take me back to the first time you came across the message of Warrior. Where were you at? What was going on in your life? What was happening to Jason at that time? September 2017. Mm. I weighed the heaviest I'd ever weighed in my life. 292 pounds. Holy balls. <laughs> um absolutely disconnected from my wife hmm. living in the same house but living totally different lives hmm. and a facebook ad of coach garrett on the beach and uh he's walking back and forth and all these guys are laid face down hmm. and he said you don't know where you are you came here with a bag over your head. Your wife doesn't know where you are. Your kids don't know where you are. And then he said something that sent chills down my spine. And thinking about it right now, it's doing the same thing. He said, men do not follow me because of the way I walk. They follow me because, uh, they do not follow me because of the way I talk. They follow me because of the way I walk. Mm -hmm. And that sent an arrow into me because I wanted to live and be able to say that. And I was not fucking there. Hmm. Um, yeah, that, uh, that really began. It, 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 it split open the crack for me to start looking at myself. Mm -hmm. How old were you? Um, well, it was only 18 months ago, so 46. So 18 months ago, you came across the ad. Yeah. Oh, shit. And it took you a year before you kind of make the move. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you were 42. 46. 46. Uh, yeah. How long were you married at <clears throat> then? then? Uh, 18 years. 18 year kids? Uh, at the time, 12 and 5. And you were in a space where you felt no purpose? What was it? What yeah. was missing? What was missing? If you roll back 18 months ago, because now you've completely fulfilled mm. what what like compared your your version sitting here today with the version of 18 months ago what would you say was missing because sometimes because sometimes when 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 we are most of guys hearing this right that are resonating with this will say man something is missing mm. right roll 18 backs 18 months after going through the experiences and filling yourself up but whatever the fuck that was missing and then you're sitting with it fulfilled 
you can look back and say, I know exactly what the fuck was missing because I have it now. I didn't have connection with God. Mm -hmm. I did not have connection with my wife. I did not have purpose in business, mm -hmm. without a doubt. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, to start this off with, I mean, under the, the self-shame mm -hmm. of my body, mm -hmm. man, I was just scared and hiding and, you know, running from, from myself. What do you think caused this disconnection with God? What was, what caused that for you, man? A lot of victim stories. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife was diagnosed with uh, obsessive compulsive disorder after uh, a, uh, a breakdown at work. Mm -hmm. And um, that led us down, that was in 2005. Yes. That led us down a path for 10 years of massive debt. She had to quit her job. She was the primary breadwinner at the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I had to step into that role. I didn't know how. Uh, making it up as I went along. But the I'm the victim of her... Situation. OCD problem, right? Mm -hmm. and, and not being able to get out from under that and solve it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't fix it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't pay enough mm -hmm. to get it fixed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, young young baby. Yeah. Uh, and just trying to fucking, you know, make my way one step at a time. And it's not that I didn't have family support and love. I just didn't know how to deal with it. 2005 is where shit started going south for you. Yeah. So life was happening before that. Yeah. Life was going. Yeah. And suddenly this thing out of nowhere drops and creates a turbulence in your life. Total right? kick in the balls. And as a result of it, anger arises, victimhood, yeah. stories, yeah. And imagination starts kicking in. Right, there's, there's there's a reality of what is happening, and then there's the imagination. It started imagining, imagining that why and you know why am I a victim of this? Why is this happening? Why me? Why us? And so on yeah. and so on. What did you find as answers during those years? <clears throat> well, I drifted mm. um, away from her. Mm. I felt like I couldn't talk to her. Because that just led to, you know, OCD coming back. And none of my issues felt important or... Like, Prioritized. Like, yeah, we got to talk about them or anything because it's about her. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, I became just the money, you know, provider. Yes. Right? So I only had one purpose. And I was having a hard time doing that. Yes. Um, physical connection completely shot mm. and um and i and I, I i guess i turned away from you know what i've known as god and and our church and the community church and, and um and, and all that and I, I i don't even know exactly why at the time i did but i so so and, and that's that's a that's a that's a point to emphasize on and and some of the guys are listening because you know, you and I were talking in the gym and you were saying, man, you start listening to parables from the pit like a motherfucker. Like you were listening to every episode. And I shared with you that 
um, you know, quite frankly, we don't really market this podcast. It's the purpose of this this podcast is to leave a, a legacy for you as you come and you share your story. But but we ask at the end of this podcast for one share, meaning that I want you to share this on Facebook and Instagram. I don't want to become fucking popular. We don't want popularity. If you can take this just like the arrow that hits you, mm. and if you can take this like an arrow and send it to one guy that you know, that's all we ask. Mm. Um, because eventually the, the, the truth that is discussed here is, is what is what is very common among men, right? Because we talk about pain here and we disguise and we, we get rid of like the mask and we just go and straightforward talk about the pen pain. And so you were talking about how you were talking about how this like you were the bread bread maker and how th- you started disconnecting, like the physical disconnection, the uh the story or the imagination that your 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 problems didn't matter because it was all about her. A lot of fucking imagination linked to stories. So we use imagination because it's easier to talk about imagination, mm-hmm. but ultimately at the end of the day, it's fucking stories. Right. You build these stories for yourself and then you create distance. You must have built a story for yourself as well and you created this con- disconnection with God. But then because of so many stories and because of time, you look back and you see this massive amount of gap between the person, let's say your wife or God and you, and there's this gap and you look back and you cannot come up with an explanation of how was this gap created? Kind of like a financial gap, right? When you start using credit card, you know, mm-hmm. and then you look at the end of the month, like, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, how did it sum up? Let me look at, okay, $89, seventy nine dollars $79, $279, $599, $599, $399, $1,000. Like, suddenly you look at $12,000 is the fucking credit card bill. It's like, how the fuck is this possible? Because I just cleared 10000 last last month and now I have another 12 on this. Right. So so the gap is not seen because of all the small transactions. Compounding interest on top of Compound, that. man. Yeah. So you're sitting in that space, right? And and this message hits you hard. What did you do? Well, I, I started looking for more, mm. right? I, I dove into Googling Garrett J. White. Yeah. Wake up warrior. Yeah. Warrior week. And um and it and it, it led me to uh to a uh advertisement or, or, or yeah. something on Warrior Con. Mm. And uh and so I went home and I showed my wife one of the videos that Garrett had uh put out on the time. Um and I think it was just like uh you know those the the four the, the 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 pain and the past and the possibility. Yeah, one of those, and I and I showed it to her, and she immediately you know shut off. Okay. Right. She didn't want to. She didn't want to watch it. She didn't. You know. Yeah. The cursing and yes. you know all these things, and uh, and I said, well, they have an event going on in California in in November, December, and I, and I want to go. Yeah. And she said, no way. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that that shutdown kind of sent me into the closet, almost a voyeur. Like yeah. trying to figure out how do I get more of this, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. But not let her find out. Yeah. Uh, and then the podcasts, date your wife, mm-hmm. uh, wear your wealth, mm-hmm. uh, parables, all came out in January. And so I asked her to listen to date your wife with me, 
on maybe episode four or five or something like that, mm-hmm. and just slowly began to kind of you know introduce her. Um, at the same time, I continued down looking for as much and trying to get as much of Garrett's message as I could, and I b- and I got the book. And then the book came, and I, I, I did nothing but sit on the couch and read this book for days at a time. And I started trying to live the lifestyle hmm. uh, off of the book. And then King's Kit came out. Mm-hmm. And I was entered into King's Kit 1. Uh, that'd be 12 months ago now. Yeah. And you remember one of the basic protocols yeah. in there that, that we had to fulfill um, involved your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I and I and I I was in South Carolina on a business trip. Yeah, had to drive back to Atlanta five and a half hours, and that protocol was due on this Sunday yeah. of that week. And I I cried for five and a half hours, afraid to do this protocol with them. That was probably the first real crack in repairing my marriage mm-hmm. to where it stands today. Uh, sharing all of that that was inside of me, sharing all of that that was going on with not only her, but with my children. Mm-hmm. Like trying to, you know, I have a 12-year-old and a 5-year-old. They don't understand, you know, dad. Mm-hmm. And trying to explain to them that I have guilt and shame and that it's okay to cry. Mm. Things that I haven't expressed or talked about ever. Um, and that was a really powerful emotional moment that propelled me into, hey, this, this really could potentially change my life. And I just, inside, I made a decision to go all in. I uh, came to Warrior Wealth in June of last year uh, with my business partner, and um, we signed up for Warrior Week at that event. Mm-hmm. I end up coming to Warrior Week in October, mm-hmm. being part of the 52. Mm-hmm. And uh, the journey from there, six months to today, um, well, as, y- as you know, it's, it's epic. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's epic. I'm a completely different human being as I sit here in front of you than 12 months, than 18 months ago. So as you said, it was a journey. It wasn't an event. It wasn't one event that changes. It was a process. I and mean, even when you come to Warrior Week, yeah, it's a, it's an event, but at the same time, well, Warrior Week is a fucking journey by itself. No doubt. Uh, you know, both the 30 days before and as well as the one week. It, the one week seems like a fucking year. Um, <laughs> time gets collapsed. And then also what follows after that, uh, the journey to have you prepared and then come back and another event that we have here called the Return of the King, which mm. which uh, like it's just it's a compounding effect of progress, right? Yeah. Uh, not once there's there's there is not once anybody's seeking for perfection. Mm-hmm. It's a compounding effect of progress. It's a compounding effect of closing the gap. The same gap yeah. that took small amount of time for it to be created now it's closing back yeah and so when you close back the gap and you're like connected once again with your wife connected once again with with uh with god how does that feel like how does that make you feel as a man 
And how does that make you feel as a producer inside a business? How does that make you feel as as a guy that's like, what, 49 now? Yeah, 48, yeah. Four, 48. Yeah. Um, I... It's it's hard to find the words to express the elevated sense of life that I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that I get up with a purpose that is more than just making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, knowing that I I matter. Mm. That I fulfill not just purpose for me, but purpose for other people, and that people rely on me and mm-hmm. want me mm-hmm. uh, that, that that's probably a big thing too is is that reconnection with god and and with my wife is is that 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 i matter and i'm wanted mm-hmm. you know uh something that i know a lot of uh, men struggle with and I, I i've struggled with it too and i don't even know why i'm not even sure where it came from but is self-worth mm-hmm. um being able to definitively open my eyes and be like people give a shit if I'm around. Yeah. A- and 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 they desire to have me around. Yeah. I'm enough. Just me. Yeah. That's an incredibly epic place to be when you've spent decades not not feeling that. Not, you know, and wondering what's wh- what what am I doing here? So, if you would uh if you would describe your relationship with your wife right now, Right. Uh, how would you describe it currently? Twelve months ago, we never had a date night in probably six, eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, there was two to three sexual connections a year. Mm-hmm. Um, the change in the description now is not only do we have a regular date night Mm -hmm. but on top of that the deposits that I put into her on a daily basis fulfilling her needs has created a space where we have I mean we've leveled up tenfold and are going more yes right Uh, it's not the perfect relationship no it it took you know ten years to tear it down Six months isn't gonna, you know, suddenly snap and repair that. Yes, but uh, to to go from, you know, two to three times with sex a year to to one or twice a week. Yeah. To 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 be sought after by her. Yes. To have her respond to my messages every day, um, and engage me in conversation. We collide. We collide a lot. Sure. We're, we're gonna have to continue to collide in order to be able to to truly lift. Yes. Right, our our marriage, but, um, but you know, we pulled things off the table that were there impeding us, mm-hmm. and now it's a growth phase, right? But it's a growth phase together. It's a it's a discussion about where are we going, not not where where, where am I going or or what do you want? If your wife would be sitting here right now, right, instead of me today. Mm-hmm. And she would ask you the following question. What would be the answer? She would say, Jason, why did you why did you follow that voice? Why did you did why did you do something about that moment where that message came through you, which was, hey, 
the message from Garrett, which is men don't follow me because the way I talk, men follow me because the way I walk. Why? Scared out of my mind, I realized that I was destined for this being the pinnacle of my life, this moment. I was only going to get worse. And that message challenged me with, are you going to get busy living or get busy dying? And I want to live. And so, you know, I chose the road less traveled by, mm -hmm. if you will. But, like I said, just complete fear running through my entire body. I knew that I had to make the choice to follow that voice. And I'm going to have you consider it if it wasn't for the restriction and the situation that that involved your wife, right? Thinking about 2005, and I, I, I have I have a different perspective on this shit. Whenever somebody labels somebody something, mm. uh, I, I tend to take the side of the person that's being labeled. That's just me. Mm. Most people would take the side of the, the labelers. I automatically, not knowing anything, I'll take the side of someone that's being labeled. Mm. And then... Because I know there is truth in there, right? There is no such a thing as a label. It doesn't exist. Uh, I, labels are man-made. Mm. We organize labels. Mm. We call certain people certain way. We call certain races certain way. We call certain cultures certain beliefs certain way. And they may be the facts, mm. but I don't believe that it's the truth. And the truth, my truth, may be very different from somebody else that is sitting here and listening to this or yours. But the fact may be that that label may be a fact, but I don't have to accept it as the truth. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. So whatever the fuck happened in 2005, mm -hmm. right? And if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for the 10 years, if it wasn't for the restriction that she put on, on initially you following this, and if it wasn't for your continuous seeking, like ultimately... What you were seeking the past 18 months was seeking you as well. Mm -hmm. and, and in that process, the restriction and everything else that took place was a way for you to continue to seek. And when it all happened the way it needed to happen, even to a point where the breaking point was you, you literally facing your wife and your kids, literally facing your wife and your kids and sharing that experience. And most of us would have never done that. You've done it because it was structured, it was a process, it was a process you believed in, mm. and you wanted that experience to take place. Mm. Most of us would dismiss that. I'm like, ah, well, I do it without it, it will be the same thing, I'll see what's going on. Right. Like, that's the alpha kicking in and assuming and, and deciding and justifying. Right. But, but then you were told that you can either do this half-ass or you can go all in and experience it. And you chose to go all in. The King's Kid experience was an experience that brought in close to 10,000 people. Wow. And a lot of people went all in. Some people never showed up. That's a no-show. Oh, right. But the majority of people went all in. The majority of people give themselves that opportunity to experience something for them. Mm. And Warrior opened that space. Warrior created that, that experience. And as a result of it, change happened in the way people think. And what it was, it was an awareness that came to them by them giving themselves a permission. And that's exactly what you did. You give yourself permission that day, and that opened the door. 
That opened the door for what was seeking you to come inside. Otherwise, you would still have the door locked in. And he, it would knock, but you wouldn't hear. Right. Because life is just too busy. Right. Life is just too busy and it's too chaotic. Right. And then you have to make sure that you manage the chaos. And in managing the chaos, you hit panic. Suddenly, you realize, you're like, fuck, man, I'm not, I'm not having the relationship that I want, that I desire. Right. Well, whose fucking fault is that, bro? <laughs> yeah. Like, at the end of the day, if you don't have what you want, whose fault is that? It's very clear. It's very clear. How did you show up in that relationship? And so the story is told on one way, which is, hey, here's how I felt. But then when you look back in the past decade, well, how did your wife felt inside of that? Right? Where is her pain? Where is her, mm. where is her pit? Who took her into her pit? Who was the guide for her? Everybody's trying to heal her. Everybody's trying to treat her. But who was the guide? And in that space, when you're in chaos, in chaos, you panic in that relationship. And then they're like, there's so much hate and there's so much blame, let's say, less than hate. The blame and hate and anger. And blame, hate, anger, and shame and guilt. It is this vicious fucking mm. circle. And it built it's digging that gap, digging that gap, digging that back, digging that gap. And as much as you want to express things like, I love you, I want to fucking die for you. It doesn't come out. It's crazy. As much as you want to make love to her, it is so much frustration that you're like, like it, it's just, it's better off because it's not even worth trying. Because every yeah. time I worth trying, it's a fucking disaster. Yeah, it becomes worse than it was. So, what would your wife say today in in to you in the efforts that you've done in order to? To create the spark that you guys had. 18 years married, right? You said? Well, it's 20 now. 25, yeah. right? So you chose, you chose to rebuild the past six years, eight years where things have gone south. But you collapsed time. Yeah, six months. You can't you can't recover the 10 years. But who says that this six month it's not the projection for the next 40 years? Like, you're build, building the blueprint for the next 40, 60 years. And yeah, truly, that's what it matters. Yeah, she would totally say that uh, I didn't show up during the 10 years. Yeah. And she would be totally right. Yeah. I shut down. I left her yeah. to the people that were treating her, to the enablers. Yes. Right? Um, and and, and I, 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 I took away empathy. Yes. And sympathy. Yes. The last six months has been about, first of all, recognizing that and stepping up and, and claiming responsibility. Yeah. I, d I did this. The other thing, um, or the other, the other piece to it, has been about sharing specifically what I truly think about her about our marriage, about our life, and the, the need to have her at the core. I'm, I often, you know, as, as I reflect about our, our relationship, she, she should have left <laughs> a lot of times. Mm. I'm shocked she didn't. Mm. In the heat of those moments when you know that I that I'm I'm, I'm recollecting now, so why I pause from from talking is 
I can see that man. He wasn't even a fucking man. I can see that guy Mm -hmm. in that physical moment with her and the baby and not showing up in in so many ways that I'm just blown away that, that, that she didn't leave. I can only imagine that her faith in God mm-hmm. is what kept her there. And she ultimately was the rock through all of that. Mm-hmm. And we're not past the medical diagnosis right now. Uh, as a matter of fact, my oldest son is also in that camp. So the two of them um, struggle with this Mm -hmm. uh, disease and medication and and various things. But by recognizing, taking responsibility, moving all of that off to the side and focusing on the things that are important and that are true and that are fact about who she is, about how she has shown up, about what she's done for our children and about how she's maintained a faith in God mm-hmm. that allowed me, you know, almost like a like a like a like a gravitational pull to come back yeah. and have another opportunity. That conversation constantly, daily, of uh, outpour of love and appreciation, just like Garrett, you know, talks about in, in I know he does on the Date Your Wife podcast. Waking up and doing that with a focus has allowed us to compress that time and rebuild a connection and a spark. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, damn, I'm grateful. What if that same fate that she has, right? What if that same fate she has, it's her revolution against everything else that the world is pushing upon her? Uh, Medican condition, and now you're saying your son into it, all, all these conditions, whatever the fuck conditions are, right? What if there's one thing that could override all that and her believing that deep down inside, her truth doesn't have any condition. Her love is unconditional mm. for you, for his, for, uh, for, his, uh, for her son, the daughter, and everybody else, right? What if that's the fundamental way she operates? And because of that belief system, you never left that magnetic field of love. Mm. There was a gap, but you the, the, the gravity of the fate never let you go. And you came back to it through an experience that you kind of forged for yourself. No one went to your door and said, hey, bro, you got to come into this. No one sold you this. Right. No one sold you this path. Right. This was a puzzle that you put together pieces by pieces. And you talked about it during this podcast. I mean, you talked about how you grab one fucking piece at a time and you started putting it together. Yeah. Sometimes you're in a closet putting these fucking pieces together <laughs> in the dark. And just like you continued putting the pieces together, continued putting. And then now that you see the puzzle. So really, the, the, the puzzle that you have right now in front of you that has come together doesn't tell you that you lost 10 years. But it tells you that you have a blueprint for the next 40 years. Mm. That's the problem that most men struggle with. Most men struggle with change and transformation to become what they were. Man, I want to become like what I was. I want to lose 50 pounds just like I did in 2006. I, I want to be the man I was, which is a chase to a dead end. The man you were is no longer is. Right. The man you are is the potential of the man you could be. Sure. 
And so we have this ideology of chasing who we were because who we were at one point happened to be in our mind, in our imagination, bigger than what we are. Right. But if you look at the wall right now, I am, it says here, I am bigger than I was. Mm -hmm. That's a mathematical formula. That, mm -hmm. That's mathematics. You are bigger than you were. So why the fuck would you want to go back to a smaller version of you, even though your imagination is telling you that you were fitter 20 years ago, right. that you were a better husband 20 right. years ago, that you made more money 20 years ago? The physics and the maths of the world is telling you you are bigger than you, what we, that you were. And the idea becomes, how can I chase a bigger version of myself? Yeah. And so, yeah, beautiful journey. But not to look back and say, I've lost 10 years, but to look forward and say, here's how I'm going to build the next 50 years. Yeah. And things like the conditions and the labels and th those things are just obstacles on the way. They're just obstacles on the way. Just like the way you figured out how to close the gap for you, now you're on a quest to close the gap for her. Mm for your son, mm -hmm. for the family. Mm -hmm. There is a gap right now between who they are and what the world is telling them who they are. Yeah. And both of them, I can tell you 100%, without a doubt, are in a battle or in a revolution against that, mm -hmm. which, by the way, I fucking support. I support any revolution of evolutions because that's how we grow. Mm. Labels are designed to keep you where you are. Think about it. <clears throat> Every time you're labeled, you're labeled with that possibility. That's right, it. Right. Even if you're a fucking great athlete, right? You're labeled as a great athlete. That's it. That's your box. Right. As an actor. Couldn't also be a genius or you, Labels just keep you in a box. Right. And think about the greatest actors, right? It's fucking popular, tons of fucking money, boxed in. Yeah. So... What do you see in the next 50 years? Man. The concept of possibility mm. that we talk about sometimes that you don't know what's around the corner. You can't see around the corner. I have to take every step that it takes to get to the corner before I can see around the corner. That journey that I've been on, that I'm on now, uh, it mirrors back to me from my sons, from my wife. Mm -hmm. So to project that 50 years out, it's like talking about the moonshot like we were talking about. Yeah. It's like I, that's a concept that, that I, I can't even fathom right now, you know? Um, I get messages back from what I send my son every day. Mm -hmm. His his communication skills are elevating at a pace that I, I can't even imagine. Hmm. The words that he uses <laughs> as a fourteen year old, yeah. better than you and I. <laughs> yeah, and and the encouragement. Hey, Dad, you know, it's progress. It's not perfection, <laughs> right? <laughs> For real. Yeah, well, it's good. They yeah. speak the truth. Uh, purpose. If I'm gonna label it, mm -hmm. it's all about purpose continuing to find and fulfill my purpose I, I believe sam that my purpose on this planet is that 
I have to continue to grow and level up and change so that I can help others yeah. find and fulfill their purpose. Yeah. And who knows how that'll happen. Mm-hmm. It might happen in a business conversation. It might it's happen already happening in this conversation. It's already happening in this podcast. It's already happening by you sharing your story. And like somebody sitting there and relating to your exact story. Mm. Like it's the exact same fucking story. Mm. And then like, man, other than this being a divine message, I cannot believe that why am I hearing this? Right. Like you 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 gotta think through this. There is a man sitting somewhere in the same exact situation. Not yours. Yeah. My, yours, not mine. I'm with you. And to him. That's that arrow that is going to purse his heart, just like Garrett sent it to you, and you're sending it. There is a reason why you're here. Mm. There is a reason why you committed to be here to commit and, and, and share the message. Yeah. And to continue to share the message. And ultimately, what fueling you being here and what's fueling you in the past six, eight months. Is one single thing, and that's 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 the same common thing for every single man that sit into this podcast, or every single man that came into Warrior, every single man that has shared the experience. And that is, you're no longer alone. You're no longer alone. You're not operating alone in your business. You're not alone at home. You're not alone. You have other men that support you. You have other men that actually give a fuck. You don't have a network. You actually have a brotherhood. That is behind your wife has a brotherhood. Your wife has brothers behind her, which is a great feeling because if tomorrow is a group of people that attack you emotionally, then you can stand behind your wife along with the brothers defending the attacks, the assaults. You don't feel alone. Your wife doesn't feel as a result of you not feeling alone. Your wife doesn't feel alone. And if she doesn't feel alone, she just feels more happy. You feel more happy. It, it's a beautiful concept that we fucking overcomplicate. But if we bring it to the truth and the simplicity, that's what it is. That's why we made the phone call to Avi today. Mm. Because sometimes imagination and stories like pulls you away. But then time also kicks in. And what, that what happens is that that gap starts happening between us and Avi. Mm. The story right now is fresh. Yeah. But the gap starts happening. Right. A year and a half from now, Avi's on his own on his own island. Gone. The group is here, so now you're like, fuck. He will feel alone, right. and you will lose a valuable brother that could have been behind your back. That's why this happens all the time. This happens all the time. Like When we don't feel alone and when we feel great, assault starts happening on our feelings. Yeah, the enemy attacks. Enemy... Maybe it's ourself. Maybe it's our own imagination I that mean, allows I it. I mean that collectively, right? Collect. That I mean, it's all. M- maybe it's an assault. It's an assault that happens, and most of the time happens in our in our brain because we start assuming <laughs> and we start imagining. But but the fuel of everything is because you're not alone anymore. Yeah. Do you feel that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> well, well, two things came to mind. Mm-hmm. One one is uh, a concept that that you uh, had said uh, and taught us. Um, well, I stand in truth. I don't have to defend anything. Yeah. So what I love about that is with our brotherhood, with, uh, and our, and our, our, our wives have a sisterhood. They have a, they have a Facebook page. Yes. 
the, that connection of all of these families coming together, that truth never has to defend itself. No. And it's all, you know, nothing's impervious, but I mean, as a collective, mm-hmm. since we all fight for the same thing and we all know the same thing, mm-hmm. there's no hiding here. No. Way less chance of ending up on the island by myself when when everybody's involved yeah and and ha- having our wives and families be part of that and you know you've been to the events yeah G- goggins and seen you know the the men come together yeah uh that this this unit i think it was uh uh coach sean sh- uh said to me uh you know when after i got out of the marine corps i i didn't have any men mm-hmm. i was just out in the world by myself and he said, you, you, you didn't have a unit. You lost your unit. Yeah. And he was exactly right. I needed to find a unit again. Yeah, the unit. You lost... You, you Not only the, that you lost the unit, you, you missed operating by a sense of integrity. When you look at a military system and, and like the, 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 the teaching inside of our military system is heavily inside around integrity. If you don't yeah. have integrity, you don't belong in the fucking military system. Right. And you'll find that very fucking quickly. <laughs> like you pack your shit and get the fuck out of there. Either you right. quit or you're out of there. Right. right? So it, it, like the military system forges man of integrity. Mm-hmm. And inside of, that, inside of that integrity, there's a brotherhood that is, that is forged and there's a common cause. And then at one point, from many, many guys that have shared this, that have been deployed in battles and in situation, like it's no longer about defending the country. It's no longer about defending the interest of politics. It's truly about defending the man next to you and mm-hmm. just having, just, just protecting the man next to you, to your right and to your left. Yeah. And that's what the, keep these men going. And this brotherhood is forged for years. Right. And when somebody steps out of that environment and is no longer in that environment, what end up missing, number one, is the emotional aspects of that brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And the gap starts happening. Although you try to keep it together, but because the organization is not there to organize it, then you start, life happens and you start getting disconnected. So the brotherhood fades away. But along with that, there's a sense of operating with integrity that fades away. Yeah. Some of it is kept, <clears throat> right? You pay your taxes, you know, you go sure. to work and... But there is a, there there is a, there is this feeling of of fuck. Why am I lying in some other areas? Yeah. And and I don't like how this is sitting with me because I was forged as a man of integrity. Right. Now this is like in my system. This is like I feel like I feel like I need to get, take a fucking shit every fucking hour. <laughs> right. Because it's in my system and it's not going well with me. Right. I mean that's what's shared with the guys coming in. The same thing with you. Um, that's the sickness I felt. Yeah. It absolutely. Yeah, that fucking integrity piece, man. Yeah. Yeah. That that you don't lose, but you don't get to practice in an environment that 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 promotes that. Right. Right. And so that's what Warrior did. Right. Warrior brings back that sense of, hey, man, we're gonna operate by telling the truth. Like there is no fucking lies. Right. And it's so hard for so many other guys to even believe that that's possible. Right. Because everybody else on the outside tells you a different story. Sure. We've all been lied to. Where's the trust? But then everybody has to do what you did, which is one step at a fucking time. Right. Some guys are crazy to go all in right away. Other guys, one pea, one pillar of the onion, at w- like one piece at a time, and you put it together. So uh, 
Great to have you here, man. Final words for the audience as we wrap this up. Without a doubt, there are a lot of people that are suffering by themselves and in pain that if they just took the one step you described, mm -hmm. could actually find the life of joy and happiness that they truly want. It's the step I took. Yeah. And I would only encourage them <laughs> to take the one small step. Well, whatever that whatever that small step is. But face that fear and take the one small step because you can't see around the corner. <laughs> you can't see the gifts that are waiting around the corner without walking to the end of the street. So take the step. And uh, if somebody's listening right now to this, right now, and is resonating with everything that you said or even some of the stuff that you fucking said, maybe even some of the stuff that I said, and it's resonating with that, what would you tell him now? Don't wait. Don't wait. Act on the urge. You can't let the stories of fear hold you back. You just can't. It's... I, you got to break through whatever it is that's that's that you're resonating with. You've got to get. You've got to connect that. You just you just and you have to go. As scared as hell, uh, run straight toward it. Beautiful. And uh, you heard a man. If you are, if you're resonating with this, also share this message. And the way we want you to share this message is simply taking them forward to one guy. Don't share this on some public places such as Facebook, Instagram, like we don't, we're not looking for massive shares. We're not looking for popularity. We're looking for an arrow that's going to pierce someone in the fucking heart and has an awakening process. Mm -hmm. And there is a man in your life that you most probably know that could use some of this conversation. Just send him to say, hey man, check this podcast out. Listen to this. What do you think? Listen to it and what do you think? Like give him an instruction to actually do it versus just sharing because a lot of times we share shit and nobody fucking actually looks at the shit that you shared. They look at it and say, oh, fuck, it's an hour podcast. I don't have time to listen to that. Okay, I'll check it out. Never checks it out. Misses the gift. Tell them, hey, I want you to listen to this, man, and just send me back. Send me back, like, one question about this. So send me, like, what do you, what are your thoughts are? I care enough to send you this. I listen to this, bro. It fucking, like, resonated with me. And if you're, if you're hearing this and this is, this, is, this is your calling to actually help somebody else, it's as simple as just sending a link to him. And you can find the links of the podcast on warriorweeknow.com. Also on iTunes and uh, Stitch, Stitches, you can find uh, the uh, the pod, uh, the pod, um, the podcast. You can subscribe to it. You did, um, and uh, I mean, if you want to leave a review, it's up to you. But that's not again. That's not that's not what's going to make a difference here. Uh, you know, it, there is enough review on there for somebody to go ahead and fucking listen. So, gentlemen, thanks again for being on the call with us, Jason. Honored to have you here. Great to be here and sharing your story. It was Thank amazing, you man, to have you here. It was awesome. Thank you. All right. We'll see, we'll see you all on the next one.